0: Thank y'all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast. Today, Uh, I've got some folks with me I cannot wait for y'all to hear from. It is a uh, young man and his mother. This young man is uh, battling cancer right now and is a true inspiration and warrior from what I've seen so far, and I cannot wait for y'all to hear his story. Uh, I have Trevor Bland and his mother, uh, Jamie Hibbets. Am I saying that right? Yes. About the actual story. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so we're just gonna go ahead and dive on into this, uh, Trevor. How old are you? Uh, Seventeen. Seventeen. Um, how did y'all find out uh, about the oh, cancer? How, how did you find out about everything?
1: Um, you don't have to be shy. So, I had first period, first period weights at school, and I was just. Real tired. I didn't really have this like strength, and um, I was real pale. Um, I had little red dots. It's called petechiae. Mhm. Um, yeah. And then, so what happened was we, like I was at my dad's, and he would, we went to go track a deer, and. I'd never wear long pants and I was wearing shorts, and the briars just were cutting me up and I wouldn't stop bleeding. So that's an indication of low platelets. So we went to the doctor and they uh, ran, they drew blood and they found out that my platelets were low. And so they admitted me to uh, Beverly Knight.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Beverly Knight Olson, yeah.
1: And so. Yeah, so that's basically how we found out. How, so about four days later. How long ago was that? It was. The doctor called. Last.
2: Halloween. October. Yeah. We last
0: went on Halloween. Halloween of last year. So. Uh. I, I could tell Trevor's shy. So, Mom, <laughs> what, what what was it like first finding out? I mean, it what was when you noticed that there was something wrong and y'all had to go?
2: So I'm a stickler for you're not coming home from school unless you're puking or stomachs tore up or have a fever. So he had called quite a few times from school just saying he was lightheaded. So I would tell him, you know, you didn't eat breakfast, just wait till lunch. And I talked to the school nurse, does he have a fever, does he look okay? And there were times where she would say he looks pale and I'd, you know, do you have any crackers and so on and so forth. So. He finally came home and said, I need to go to the doctor. I was like, all right, if you're telling me this, like, you need a doctor's appointment. That's one thing. So I scheduled a doctor's appointment. It was for Halloween, and I wrote down um, all the symptoms, and it was pale. We had been noticing him looking pale when he'd come home. It was late at night. We'd be in bed, and we have, like, three different types of lighting in our room. I would ask him, do you feel okay? He'd say, yes, Um, I'm just tired. So I'd written down a few of the symptoms and my mom was gonna take him to the doctor because I had another appointment. And he called that day, that Halloween last year from school and said, mom had just felt passed out, I need to go on to the doctor. So I called and, and um, they moved us up to 11.30 and we got in there and I actually took a picture and it was weird because he let me, he never lets me take pictures hardly and, and that's the last picture we have um, before life just really changed. I never dreamed, um, he had cancer but I always asked like I would say to Paul oh my gosh I hope I hope he didn't have cancer And he's like God Jamie why is it got to be cancer and I'm you know I just never wanted it to sneak up on me because we all know that's what cancer does and and so I asked the doctor that day um, for labs I said I want a full run-up of labs and Trevor was like geez mom and I said well I don't want to be anything chronic or bad I just want to check and so they did them and the doctor had told us everything looked fine she said, but we'll go ahead and run the numbers, and she came in before we left, and she said, well, his platelets are really low. She said, but our machine's been messing up, and so I don't want you to be alarmed. And I said, well, what does that mean? And she said, well, if, if they are, in fact, low, then those spots on his leg do, you know, there they are a reason to be concerned, and that's what's called petechiae, and the fact that the, the little cuts from the briars, they there were plots all the way around them. It wasn't like a normal scrape that just healed, you know? Um, And so anyways, she said, I'm gonna send the the, um, lab work to the hospital and they can run it on their machine and I'll call you back. So Trevor thought it'd be cool to put his number as the callback number when we were filling out the paperwork. And so we were trick or treating with the kids and the doctor called and they called his phone. And I'll never forget hearing him say, I think you want to talk to my mom. And we were standing on the street and my mom was a lab technician, and she was with us, and so the doctor said his platelets are in fact low, and I said, well, how low? And she said 26000 because I didn't even ask when we were at the doctor's, because I Where, didn't know. What are dad's. they
0: supposed to be for a normal range? Between one
2: hundred and 300000 and so, yeah, I didn't know anything. I didn't uh, even know what leukemia was, <laughs> to be honest with you, um, and so... I looked at my mom, I said, his platelets are low, and she said, how low? And I said, 26,000, and just the color left her face. Mm. And um, I said, what does that mean? And she was like, she started shaking her head. So by the time we got back to his truck, he had already Googled everything. Well, I didn't. Like I said, I didn't know what it meant. And he said, Mom, do I have leukemia? I was like, no, you don't have leukemia I'm like, what the hell is leukemia? I, I like, <laughs> again, I didn't know that it was a blood cancer or anything like that. And um, so then I started getting worried. We went to dinner and he just wasn't himself, obviously. He was scared and went to work the next day. And we were waiting, like, we we're waiting today for the phone call. And um, I remember walking to the bathroom because I just felt like something felt weird. So I just went in the bathroom at work. And the first time I ever said the word is I just hit the ground and I said is this leukemia and the doctor said I can't tell you it's not and so she said they want to put him in Beverly Knight Olson for three days. Where is that at? In Macon. It's the Children's Hospital in Macon. Um, She said they're gonna run tests there Um, and so that was it. She said you need to go get him out of school and that was his last day he's ever been at school. I told my husband I said you're gonna have to go I can't I can't do it and so we went home and packed bags and we were there for 12 days 11 or 12
1: I can't remember.
2: it was 12 days I'm pretty sure and that's when he was diagnosed so
1: what kind
0: of outlook did the doctors give y'all or as far as the severity of the situation
2: so he has acute lymphoblastic leukemia B cell so if if there was a leukemia to have it is has a more you know everybody says oh leukemia is the good cancer well it's not you know again we didn't know. I, I
0: told you before we started, so I have no idea ninety nine percent of this stuff. It's I crazy. other people are the same.
2: Right, because people think that leukemia is the easy one or and it does have a higher cure rate in certain categories, but he's considered high risk because he's seventeen. Um, so it goes from eighty to a to ninety percent I think cure rate. Um, and then the older you get it drops down some more, so he's in the sixty to seventy percent. Um, it depends on age. It depends on AML, ALL, B cell, T cell. I mean, there's a bunch of different
0: So if you're scenarios. younger with this, you, you have a better... They, they give you a better outlook on right. the situation.
2: Exactly. And so he was picked for the trial. He was going to have about two years of treatment. He was picked for a trial, and he was kicking butt, man. He was knocking them out, and he got to delayed intensification. He didn't lose his hair till, Um beginning of September when he had delayed intensification so he had an almost he had treatment for almost a year and, and kept his hair and then
0: you, you look good without hair coming, coming, coming it's starting from, to come back coming Dude. from a guy that's been bald since yeah. 16 years old you have a very good shaping head you're you, you are blessed sir
2: yeah he did have a cute little head when he was I mean it was like perfect I mean, when it you're lucky
0: if you, if you saw a lot of the people that shaved their head for whatever reason you, you lucked out yeah, you still get to be good looking in six two. Don't hurt you either. Yeah. Um, now once you, you just said a word I, I don't understand. It was uh, the, when you got to that point of treatment. What, uh,
2: delayed intensification. What, what is delayed
0: intensification?
2: So there's different phases of his treatment. So there's um, intra maintenance. There's maintenance. Delayed intensification. Um, gosh, what are the other ones? I don't know. I, th- I brain dumped it after he, he he after he completed that actual phase, but. He had gone intra maintenance. Um, in,
0: is it know, just different kind of it, treatment it's that it's you different that you have during the right
2: and different phase. chemo's? But when you get to delayed intensification, it's the hardest one. And and she kept telling us like, if he's going to get sick, this is going to be it. And sure enough, that's when he had his forty day stay in the hospital. But it wasn't even chemo related. It was he got staph infection and he went sepsis.
0: When something like that happens, though, it's because your immune system is yeah. weakened by the stuff, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Yeah. And that's like even right now his his it's called ANC. It's the neutrophil number. Um, it's like six hundred and fifty, and anything below five hundred is pretty much not having an immune system. So he's what's even. What's the
0: what's the normal numbers for In know. the thousands.
2: In the thousands, yeah, is where we we like to see him up there. Okay. Um, so. I almost like two thousand, I think. Mm, I don't know the.
0: I don't know either. So you you had a forty day stay though in the hospital.
2: Yeah. 30 days was in ICU. Whew. 30 days in about, How long
1: ago was that? Uh, about a month
2: and a half. Yeah. September 11th he went in. 9-11. He Oof. went for... He actually came out and went back in. Because he went in on the 10th to get... That's um, funny. Huh?
1: That, that's my birthday. I don't think it's funny. <laughs> I don't think it's funny.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying, like, he left and was home, like, three hours and, and went back. And it, that's how fast it hit. Like, we... I was with him on the 10th, he went in for, uh, did you get LP that day, no he just went in for chemo. But the type of chemo it was, they have to monitor him for two hours. And his platelets and his hemoglobin were really low, so his oncologist sent him over to CHOPs, which is the um, Children's Hospital Outpatient Procedure place. And um, so he goes over there to get blood and platelets. So he got two units of blood, takes two hours a unit, so that was four hours. And then he got two units of platelets, which is about an hour piece total once they do everything well by that time chops had closed so they moved us to the floor to give him his chemo so we ended up staying that night we weren't prepared and um my husband and i we had a trip planned to beach so the next morning once they told me he was fine there was no fever they gave him another unit of platelets for good measure for the weekend and um a breathing treatment it's a pantamidine it helps with a certain kind of pneumonia he gets it once a month And they released him. So we left. We were like, okay, he's fine. We'll be back after the weekend. We got to destin, got out on the beach. My phone started going down. I said, I'm going to call and check on Trevor. And I called my mom. And he hadn't been there two and a half hours, three hours. I said, how's Trev? And she said, he's running a fever. And that was it. So So take take him to the ER.
0: Is that what happened just in that three-hour period? You You started having a fever? That's when they noticed that something was going wrong?
2: Anytime they have fevers, yeah. And they... Took him and he had staff, so he got sepsis immediately. His kidney shut down. He was on dialysis. He was on a ventilator for a week.
0: And this was just within the past two months. Yeah,
2: he got out October. 20th. You have
0: got to be made of nails.
2: No, I'm not
0: If you was so September the tenth or eleventh, forty days. That's mid October. We're at the. End. You've only been home then what? A little over a month.
2: Something like
0: that. We got home October 30th. He went to Scottish right for a week, too. Um, yeah, you're know, making nails. I mean, there's no way. I, I've seen grown people that don't deal with ailments like you're dealing with with cancer, that if they get a flu, they get a cold or whatever, they're laid up in bed for two months, it seems like. They don't ever want to get better. And you are literally walking around looking fine as frog hair. And, I, dude, that's, that's that's cool. I mean, I hate what you're going through, but the fact that you can have a smile on your face and, you know, still look like you have a very positive outlook on everything, that that's a, I, I don't know how much you know about me. Probably none, I would hope. But uh, I, I, I have, uh, I believe there's warriors out there. And uh, I believe you got preachers and I believe you got warriors. I believe that there's some people that were made from birth to whether you're a preacher or a warrior be an example for God and your faith. Um, I am a horrible example as a preacher. I, I, I am. I, I'll be the first one to tell you. My faith is Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior and my faith, but I'm not an example setter. But I am somebody that's been through a whole lot of shit and I wear my scars on my sleeve and I share my story because I believe it makes people that are like me stronger and gives them hope. And the fact that you just have this warrior mentality, dude, you, you're a badass. <laughs> I don't know if you know it, but you are. Um, mm-hmm. As far as I, you said, he hasn't. I guess with Corona and everything, it probably wouldn't have. He probably wouldn't have been in school anyway. Right. But you're still going to online classes, school, or what's the situation with that?
1: Um, hospital homebound. Hospital homebound. Mm-hmm. So I still... My work's a little different than everybody else's, but I have a teacher that comes to my house.
2: That's my best friend.
1: What's
2: her name? Yeah, Miss <laughs> <laughs> <Ms. I>, Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it works. We are able to have like family dinners, and and he sits at the table and does his work.
0: What about your social life outside of this? How much is does that changed, or is it where you know you, you're? your buddies you can still see them every once in a while or are you having to
1: quarantine or, can, or what's that like I can see them um, I try to keep a distance I'll just wear my mask and all that but I try not this to, like, is the first time I've ever wished
0: I had my mask on because I don't wear one I, I, just, I don't believe in wearing one but all now, right. now now I feel bad no, <laughs> part. um so as far as you said, this the treatment and everything that you were
1: receiving. It's usually a two-year kind of thing that y'all were going through. It used to be three, but they found that the extra year didn't really do anything else. Because over in Europe, they just do two years, so they were like, "Well, we'll cut it back a year too because it doesn't really do anything different." Got you. So, what going forward,
0: kind of treatment will he have?
2: Well, we're not real sure. He did. He was picked for a trial. So that added... Um,
0: His trial, is like new testing? So
2: it's something to help with relapsing in the future. Okay. So he, he took an extra um, INO, know, INO know was the medicine, um, and it was two two-week blocks, I believe. So I think it was an extra month that it's added. But right now, the problem is he hasn't had any treatment in two months because he was... One week shy of finishing delayed intensification, he would have taken a week off, and he would have uh, started, excuse me, intra-maintenance, and that was the next phase he was going into. Does
0: that mean he has to start the whole process over again?
2: No, I talked to his doctor yesterday when we went in for the bone marrow biopsy. I said, so, if the leukemia is back in his...
0: To put this in perspective, y'all, he had a bone marrow biopsy yesterday, and he's sitting in front of me right now, and...
2: with a band aid still on his back. I don't understand it. You're talking. <laughs>
0: <about that>
1: shit.
2: <laughs> shit. Yeah. So, um, depending on if it's in his bone marrow, I don't know what. Well, she said. Um,
1: They'll either do a um, bone in, marrow transplant right. or.
2: Immunotherapy. That's what it's yeah, called. Yeah, that's what it's called. Get the word
1: out. And, uh, basically, that just. Your own cells attack it, right?
2: They multiply your own cells to attack the leukemia. But then she said, we're not going to talk about that because she doesn't think that the leukemia is ba- it's not in his blood. And your marrow makes your blood. So she's not thinking. She thinks that the marrow is just suppressed and that's why his platelets aren't because have a seat.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, can you explain to someone like me who doesn't know it, leukemia, what parts of your body does it attack? Or what is, because, like, I've always heard, because I just don't know, I've always heard, like, this person has lung cancer, or this person has this type of cancer.
2: It's a blood cancer. It,
0: leukemia is blood cancer. Right, mm-hmm. and so I didn't
2: know that, Okay. but it's a blood cancer, and so his platelets are really low right now. They're, they were 23,000 yesterday, so your marrow doesn't make the platelets that then clot your blood, so on and so forth, so... He didn't have, like, clotting factors or anything of that sort when he was in the hospital. Um, And when you have low platelets, that's the problem. So that's why they give you extra platelets when you go in to to bring that up. Then the hemoglobin, um, they'll give you blood if your hemoglobin's low. So um, they're not sure now what's causing his bone marrow not to produce the platelets, whether it be it's in shock from the sepsis. It was it beforehand? Recovery.
0: Was it was it the um, the bone marrow producing what it was supposed to be before the sepsis?
2: Right. I mean, they would get low because the chemo yeah. would knock him down. But he hasn't had any chemo, so the only thing it could be is one leukemia or two. Just like I said, a result from everything he went through in the hospital.
0: you are probably hoping it's everything that he went through in the hospital. Absolutely,
2: because right? then it, he would be considered a
0: relapse okay. if the leukemia is in his in his bone marrow so this I just I'm I, it I said I told you I stutter <laughs> <laughs> I've seen people that have dealt with what y'all are going through mm-hmm. and it just seems like y'all are in such good spirits that it's where you know you're battling something and it is the devil that you're battling but you're not. You, you don't seem scared. Mm-hmm. It, you you don't seem. I, I don't know how to put it. It's it, you see, you're so optimistic just from your appearance and the way that y'all look, that in my mind it's like he's already got this beat. Like it's you and I. But I think with a lot of things like this, it's your mindset. It's your you telling your body nah, we're, we're not going down this road we're going to kick this ass and we're going to move on mm-hmm. what makes y'all have this just optimistic appearance and view on everything, I know if it was me that was sick and my mother was sitting next to me, my mother wouldn't be able to talk she, she would be just broke down the entire time, it's really a beautiful and such strong thing to see the way that y'all are, are acting yeah. I, I didn't know what to expect and this right here is, I, I wish we would have videotaped this and could have showed it to people that are battling what y'all are battling. What gives you, I'm just gonna say faith, uh,
1: what, what gives you you know, that, just that will to act how you're acting now? So, well, at the start of everything the doctors always said, or everybody was just always telling me, if you go in with the best attitude, it'll help your treatment, or it'll, if you stay positive about it, Everything will, I guess, come along better. Yeah. Like, I don't really know how to put that into words, I guess. But basically, I'm just trying to stay positive. Um, well, I would.
0: I I think I think there's a there's an old movie. Uh, you probably won't know what it is. It's called Patch Adams. I don't know if you. Uh, I don't know if you uh, or ever Robin seen. Robin yeah. oh, uh, <laughs> I absolutely love that movie. And it's yeah. about this doctor who pretty much doesn't finish the last year of medical school. And he thinks that he can treat people with severe illnesses by, by showing them love and a great bedside manner and teaching them how to love and laugh and everything. And some, it was based off somebody else. But it was really where the doctor that, that was based off of, it helped a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Because being optimistic, it, you can trick your body. I, I would think you could. Now, I've never dealt with nothing more than a broke bone or anything like that. I think I had my appendix took out a couple of years ago, but I was a baby about that. I'm telling you, I didn't go to bed for like three or four days. <laughs> I'm still, I think the reason I'm having such a hard time talking is my mind is blown that you had a bone marrow biopsy yesterday and you're sitting here. And like, it's just, you're, you're being so optimistic. um, Mom, how, I'm sure there are tough times to where sitting in your car wrong song comes on something mm-hmm. you break down but it seems like y'all's family is staying upbeat for it. Yeah. Is that something like y'all are trying to push yourselves into or is it where you you know what are you trying to do from you i guess you're your side of everything to help
2: um i've just never it's been um i do have my moments and i'm sure he knows we all do but there's no um, way you
0: could right and so i just try
2: to do it and i have from the beginning i think i might have had one little meltdown when he was first diagnosed everything i did was behind closed doors or you know with my husband or close friends but um i just see how he is and i do think attitude is everything Um, i see people that you know we know that have cancer and it's been years and i think that Attitude—it just goes a long way. It really does. But um, I just—something happening to him is not an option. And that—and I—I told my friend that we were having lunch, and she said, "I just—I don't think you realize what that statement meant." Um, this was when he was intubated, so I guess a month ago. And she said, "I—I thought he was going to die," and I was like, "Oh, that wasn't an option." And I was like, "Can I get some more water, please?" It was just—it's not. No, oh, I, I, it, it is weird. That's it, so
0: damn encouraging, though. Like, just,
2: I just don't, I, I don't, um, I don't allow my mind to go there at all. I, I, would think something would happen. I worry more about his, his truck's making a funny noise right now. I more, I worry more about <laughs> the tire falling off on his truck than, than him not beating this. Especially after, I mean, I was there with him every day in the hospital, and I, I saw him. I mean, the doctors walk in now and start crying because Trevor's not supposed to be with us. I mean, what he just went through, and I mean, his kidneys were putting out a hundred cc's of fluid a day. When that's, they weren't working. I mean, his urine looked like this black table. I mean, it was terrible. Um, so I, I focused my attention and everything on pee for two weeks. I was obsessed with his urine. You know, and <laughs> stuff like that. Like I, I focus on different things than the bad stuff. And even he, like, there was one night before they intubated him. He was coughing so bad, and I thought maybe he had COVID. I was like, "Can y'all are y'all going to do another COVID test?" Um,
0: Did that complicate a lot of it, like for the way the hospital acted towards y'all? Was it was it definitely? I I don't know anyone that's been in the hospital for right. anything besides COVID, uh-huh. so I can imagine it made a lot of things more difficult for y'all during this whole process.
2: Well, at first it was just one parent, so I was by myself and then his dad would come up and swap out for a couple hours or whatever, but I'm very stingy with the time in the hospital with him. Like, I'm not allowing especially while he was intubated. It, I was gonna be the only one there my, my mom starters. would
0: have beat the hell out of anybody Yeah. yeah. Tried to get in that room.
2: So I did. I mean, there was a there did I a time where i a to just a break but i knew at that point he was off the vent and stuff like that but um But when they got ready to intubate him, I woke up that morning, and they were all in his room, and I said, what's going on? What are y'all doing? And they said, we're taking him for a STAT CT scan, and we think he might have a brain bleed. And I was like, what? And I'm, I'm hearing this by myself. He's, I knew something wasn't right with him, and I kept telling him, like, this is not Trevor. Like, he was... Delirious, and they they call it ICU psychosis. Once you're there, a certain amount of time. My grandpa
0: had open heart surgery two weeks ago. Yeah. He had it. Like, it's insane. Yeah, like my mother and my uncle were the only ones that could go, mm-hmm. and they said that they thought he lost his mind. Yeah. For and that's what the doctor was like. No, this is just that ICU, whatever yeah. it is.
2: And so that's what they were telling me it was at first. But then they, I think they realized, hmm. So they go to take him down for that, and then intensivist brings me over to the computer and he's got Trevor's lungs the chest x-ray up and he's showing me pneumonia and, and Trevor had asked me the, the night before he was really confused and he said am I gonna be okay what's going on and I was like yes you're gonna be okay this is just a hiccup you're gonna be fine and so I remember looking at the doctor and I did break down at that point and I said um please tell me he's gonna be okay because I told him yesterday he was gonna be okay and he goes we're trying And when he said we're trying i was like i would have lost my mind i did and so they came up and said do you want us to call your husband or his dad and i was like no i don't because then you're gonna make me leave because only one person can be there and she goes oh no not when you get news like this we'll let two people come in i was like oh my god what do you mean news like this but anyways they called him and from that point on there was two of us allowed in there so his dad stayed quite a bit of time there were four times that my mom came we did snake his girlfriend in once or twice. But, um, and that helped. I mean, there were, one of the charge what, nurses said. What was going
0: through your mind the whole time you were in ICU?
1: Mm, well, I was sedated for most of it, but I just had these random dreams. Like, super random. Like, <laughs> a, just give us an example, if you want to. <laughs> take. Man, I thought this question would, like, pop up by. <laughs> 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 but, so. I was at this old lady's house, and I could still kind of see, but, like, so the monitor, like, the lady who was running the test was over here to my right, and then, but I was just laying in the bed, and... That was the
2: dial-switching he's talking about. No,
1: no, no, no. In your dream, or? Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, Oh, in your dream. Okay, I thought you meant, like, when you were laying in the bed and could see it. Okay, carry
1: on. So, yeah, and I just stayed the night at this old lady's house that I had no clue about. (laughs) Or anything, I didn't know her. There's just super random. <laughs> oh, and then our neighbor, our neighbor Steve. Um,
2: Steve made the podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: so he had this underground bunker, and it was all made of dirt, and there were bugs crawling everywhere, and the whole family came and stayed under in the bunker. It was, it was probably after election, though. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> That's one of the things they told me about you too. You like politics. Oh
2: yeah. yeah. We watched the. Well, I I watched. It. He was intubated at the time, but we had had the um, debates playing on the TV, and I think the, the thing only right good time ever
0: to be incubated, <laughs> sir. Yeah. That would been the only yeah. time ever. Um, moving forward with everything. What are some of the goals that you, have you set anything for yourself to where, if it was me in your shoes, there would be something that the day after, as soon as the doctor said he's in remission, that I had planned out. I'd have a whole trip, day, whatever. Have you you thought about that?
2: Yes. (laughs) He gets to make a wish trip, so he's like... Thought about all
1: kinds of stuff. I'll let you finish, but yes, he has definitely thought about it. What's your make-a-wish trip? I don't know. I kind of want to go to on a cruise in the Caribbean or maybe even go to like Bora Bora. That's cool. Yeah, That'd be sick, but... I, I would do
0: something extremely crazy with mine. Yeah. I, don't know, I, I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, would, I don't know what I'd do. I would push the limits of society with mine.
2: He's I, talked Alaskan cruise. Then he talked the little huts and the whatever they're called. Bo- I guess Bora Bora. But then he talked about a mountainside villa in the Caribbean's, and he's talked a lot. I even thought about
1: a hunting trip. Wow.
0: That'd be cool. That'd be cool.
2: He needs some ideas, so. Help oh me no, out. you
0: don't want my ideas.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm telling you, I, I could just. I don't know. It'd probably be Vegas, and I. I don't know.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know. It would be. I would go to Ireland. I'd go I I take that back, sitting here actually thinking about it. I would wanna either go to Egypt and see the pyramids. Mm-hmm. I thought about that too. I would wanna go to Egypt and see the pyramids or I would want to go something to, that was religious. To have a religious experience. experience, like
2: experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean think about it. you have a chance to go anywhere in the world on somebody else's dive and it's overwhelming when you yeah. start trying to think of No, like, no, it. it is that's sure why I, the...
0: I was trying to think of what the immature childish side of me would mm-hmm. want to do the man child side of me <laughs> would want to do but I think I would want it to be a religious experience I, I would think I would want it to be where uh, even though I believe we see God every day mm-hmm. I I think that I would want to go to where I was in his face and be
2: closer with it yep. yeah I think,
0: I think that's what I would want to do but that's I'm very weird with my faith, and uh, so it, it would it would be something like that for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, do y'all know when y'all get to do like that
1: trip, or how is how is I don't even know how those things come about. So right now with COVID, they're not going to do any trips like travel. Wishes. Travel. Uh-huh. So I'm just going to wait, it
0: out until. Uh, you got plenty of time. You're going to be around for a long time. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, I'm weird about certain things, and there's this whenever I, I meet people like you know that you know that you're gonna be close to these people there's something about the way that all of us got hooked up hearing your story and all this type of stuff I think that everybody I usually have musicians in here and I tell them all that every musician has a great song in them because they can tell their lives you if you see the positive of what you're going through, and there's probably not much. It's probably most darkness, but it looks like y'all are constantly seeing the light. I think uh, that you can help somebody. I think that something like this, with the way that you and your family are, I think that it is a life changing experience. And I think that you will end up being somebody that helps others because of it. I think that's why you go through this stuff. I believe that all of us have our trials to go through, and it's either we let our trials define us or we define our trials. And. I, I think with as optimistic as y'all are you can't even tell you're sick. I mean I, I it is crazy as it sounds, I know from what y'all were going through that you are. But otherwise if I just saw you like in Walmart or something, What's up, Trip? You wanna play some basketball? I don't even know if you play you like you play basketball. <laughs> <laughs>
2: baseball baseball. <laughs> See, I was a
0: baseball player. But I wasn't sixty. So, you know, what ifs. Uh but I think, I think you have the opportunity, especially with your outlook. Do you write any? Do you like writing? Oh, no. You're not a writer? <laughs> he needs a podcast. Uh, uh, I, I, will, I will recommend something to you for you and your family. I will show you how to do it. All you need is a laptop. I'll give you a microphone. When you're going through your chemo treatment or you're going through whatever you're going through, sit there and just talk to it like you're talking to me or your mom or whatever um, the reason I say that is I believe that there's probably somebody out there right now that is going through chemo treatment that needs y'all's kind of attitude that's one reason I wanted to have y'all on there was nobody that messaged me and was like you know this kid is gonna you're not gonna feel sorry for him you're, you're not gonna he's not gonna get in here and, and he said well, you know, I'm a crybaby." <laughs> it's like, they probably going to make you cry at some point in time, but he's so uplifting, and he's got such a positive attitude that, you know, there's other people that could would love to hear y'all's story. That's why I told y'all when we first started. I didn't want this to be about us, I don't and I want this to be about y'all, because uh, I, I think y'all can help somebody. And, um, you know, you were telling me earlier that y'all have been blessed by your community, your friends, your family, and everything, where y'all haven't really needed much what is if somebody wanted to help someone who does need help in this situation did, have y'all met people or organizations that you can contribute to or help with Jason.
2: yeah Jay he said Jason, and that's that's one of the main ones in Macon um, well first off donations of blood and plasma are a hundred percent how do you get
0: tested for, for that to see if you can donate do you
2: um, know? Just show up to a donation place. Uh, you can go to American Red Cross and it'll show you where all the different blood drives are.
0: I'm gonna um, go get tested. I don't know if you want this blood.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know if he'll get it exactly, but um, yeah. The, and what they do is they can get blood and plasma or blood and platelets when they do that. You can also donate plasma and they pay you, pay you for that. Um, I think BioLife and Warner Robins, but that's very important. So that's something you can do Is it every six months or every three months? I'm not sure, but at least twice a year you can donate blood and platelets. Um, And then there's Jay's Hope Foundation in Macon. Um, They are amazing. From the day that we were, he was diagnosed and put in the hospital, they showed up and they had chemo shirts and they had bags full of just things you would never think of that you would need while you were in the hospital. Rolls of quarters for the vending machines and um, books on how to, you know, Process the information you were given. Just, and they, you never know. And they'll call and be like, "We would, we just want to do your power bill this month." And. Um,
0: and what's the name of that organization? Jay's Hope. Jay's Hope.
2: And that's local. Um, it's in Macon. They'll pay for when his dad was um, staying when we were in ICU. They got him a hotel room for several of the nights, and um, when we went to Atlanta, Scottish Rite, they brought us gift cards for food and gas, and. Um, some of his favorite snacks, and it, they're just so thoughtful. They do Christmas for the kids, and um, there's just so many things they reach out reach out for. So that's a, a great place to, to make donations. That, it,
0: I'm working on. I'm looking to it as soon as I get. Yeah, J's
2: Hope. There's also called Fighting All Monsters. It's called Fam. Um, that's nationwide. Uh, it's a nationwide um, program that we you know are a part of. Milk Tyson runs that. Um, y'all got some,
0: so, something that y'all are doing tonight, some type of fundraiser or something, right?
2: Yeah, so our friend Richie Swain um, that owns the bottom in Warner Robins, my dad's been a regular there for many years. <laughs> and I used to be in a racing league with um, Richie's dad, that John, Mr. Johnny, but every year at Thanksgiving they do a, a fundraiser for a local family, and so he reached out and wanted to, to honor Trevor tonight. So we'll cool. have who's Chuck Holcomb's, what's his band's name? Do you remember, Paul? Well, look it up. You can look it up on Facebook. We'll look it up real fast. We'll go Um, go back to that. So, anyways, we'll have live music. They're going to have raffles. Um, Tons of companies around um, town have donated. Um, Percentage of the sales goes to our family. It's just going to be a neat opportunity um, to see people, obviously. We're going to be socially distancing. Paul and I are definitely going to be extra careful. Trevor thinks he's going to go, but I don't... I don't know. that he His ANC is not up and might pop in. he might pop in outside, <laughs> but um, yep. then we going to do the outside uh, deck for him. And what's
0: the name of that place again?
2: It's called The Bottom. It says Orioles Nest too on the outside of it. It's BJ's Orioles Nest, AKA The Bottom. And it's at the intersection of Moody Road and Pleasant Hill. Okay. And I'm, at The Bottom. So I know. I
0: thought it's close to like Anchor Collision and everything, right?
2: It's Well, it's right. There is a... Well, R&R. It used oh, that's, to be what,
0: that's what it is.
1: R&R. Yeah. yeah.
2: I'm sorry, baby. Um, where's the name of... No, it's at the bottom. Oh, From Within. From Within. Yeah. It's the name of... Um, Steve Holcomb. Yeah. Steve Holcomb's band. And he's awesome in itself. So, you're getting a treat with that.
0: Well, uh, I don't know if y'all know that we do this, or what y'all do know. Uh, I put a on events. I host concerts and stuff or whatever. Okay. And uh, I'd love to do one with y'all at the beginning of the year. Awesome. And we'll, and we'll do all proceeds and everything towards y'all or the Jace Hope or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'll get uh, Mr. Rick and them at Crazy Bull. Uh, okay. We've got some events coming up the next three months anyway. Um, You know, we'll, I'd like to do something for y'all. I don't know what I can do and what I, I can't do um, on the fly, but... You know anything that we can do to help, uh, I'd love to help with, with whatever you know y'all would need, and um, anything here at Raising Grace, you know, we, if you want to do a podcast, you want to do a show, <laughs> whatever you want to do, I'd love for you to get uh kind of your message out. There's just something real inspiring about y'all, and uh, I, I'm I'm really thankful that y'all took the time to come in here today. Um, I think you're gonna be. An example for a lot of people, dude. I I really do. I think. Uh, he, he, I said it the other day without even knowing you. When somebody commented on something on Facebook, and I said this dude looks like a, from what I've been told he's a warrior, and his faith just shines through. And uh, I think you're something special. I think I think there's a I think there's a reason why you're going through all this. I think that if uh, you just give it time, um, it's always darkest right before the dawn. It's one of the corniest lines that was ever wrote. But it's one of the best ones, too, uh, uh, because I'm a firm believer in there's a lot of people that if they were in your shoes or in some other dark places that they give up right before they receive their blessing and their reward. Instead of fighting, instead of having that warrior spirit, that warrior mentality, when things get going really, really bad, they just, they slack off. They shut Mm -hmm. down. Y'all's family and you ain't going to shut down. I've talked to y'all for forty-five <laughs> <laughs> minutes, and I know there's no shutting down. So uh, I wish I had better words of encouragement and everything, but just keep fighting and uh, and anything you need from us. I I, I do believe all y'all are going to be very blessed one day, and I think you're going to have a hell of a story to tell. Thank you.
2: I'm a proud mama.
0: I can tell. He's I, an amazing kid. Yeah. I can tell you you've raised one hell of a youngin, and man, it's just a pleasure. Um. Could y'all drop, if you wanted to, your social media information? That way, if somebody wants to reach out and mm-hmm. help in any way, uh, I would love for other people to be able to speak to y'all and help in any way that y'all need help at the time.
2: Yeah. So, well, my name listed on Facebook is Jamie Westmoreland Inhibits, and that's I never started really a page for Trevor when he got diagnosed just because I did everything publicly. So most of my updates are there. Um, I don't have any service. Okay, so his page now. I did start this after he um, went in ICU and stuff. So it's Trevor Strong hashtag TB seventeen. Um, so you can find updates on either one of those. I mostly do Jamie Westmore inhibits because I forget to do the other sometimes. But um, <laughs> it just it's easier. But then Trevor, well, right. what do you normally get on Insta? Instagram. Or? Yeah
0: well if you, if you it's want true. people reaching out to you aggravating you i i, I think there'll be some people that
1: want to send you some you know some messages and everything um, well, my instagram is trevor bland underscore that's it yes that's,
2: hey, it. that's, that's <laughs> <sort of> sweet <laughs> that's a new one, <laughs> I
0: one yet. well man y'all just stay strong and you and your easy. whole family y'all y'all have been real awesome i very much appreciate y'all coming Said anything that we can do to help, y'all, please reach out.
2: Well, thank you. I'm glad TJ reached out to you. Everybody kept sending me the um, the video of you, the Snapchat that
0: morning. I, I was hungover as hell. I ain't <laughs> lie to you. I had had I had had a really bad night. Uh, I was moving my uh-huh. stuff, and I I lost of all things my my dog a couple months ago. Oh, he okay. like my he was like my baby, and uh, this was my last night at my old house. And I got way too drunk, <laughs> and I got in my fields, <laughs> and, and I built a fire. I uh, I just had myself a little pity party.
1: Right.
0: And uh, next morning, TJ had sent that about a month ago, and it had got returned because of he had put Josh Terry instead of Raising Grace Studios on it. Uh-huh. So he resent it. And I walk in here, and that letter is right there. And it was right where God had put it on the day that it was supposed to be there.
2: I was supposed to say that was God. At, right there. That was yeah.
0: God right then. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's something special about this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I've got to meet these people. I gotta meet you. And uh so it was even like that morning. I, I got choked up reading it. The take that y'all saw was the one with me not crying.
2: Aww. the first
0: the first ver- one was, and right. I and I was like, I'm not putting this on here. It's too early. I'm am an emotional person anyway. Oh, but, me too. But when I'm hungover, I don't know what it is. I am I am a sensitive Sally. You, it could be it could be something just stupid as hell on TV, and if right. it's got any kind of feels or heart to it or whatever. My fat ass is crying. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs>
2: Paul's the same way. I look at him like, "Oh, yeah. are you crying?" He's like, "Yeah." Just hush your mouth, <laughs> right? <laughs> no but shame.
0: I, no, it, it's not. But no, it meant that meant something to me that morning. And then when I found out, you know, more about y'all, yeah. um, I would really like Trevor if we make this just so you know, maybe once every two months, y'all come in.
2: Yeah, I want to get TJ in here too. Get, I hate you not come today. Um, They're busy at the Builder's Spa, and his daddy just got back from their anniversary trip. See, his daddy and stepmom were getting married the week that he was diagnosed, and so they had to push their wedding back, and then they tried to go on their honeymoon, and COVID hit, so now they finally, they got back today, so they weren't at the Builder's Spa to help Well all that, so hopefully TJ can come next time.
0: Well, yeah, I definitely want you to come around here. I want you to meet some people that would love to meet you, some musicians and stuff. Uh... I want you to be part of the Raising Grace family. If y'all, if y'all know what it means, Raising Grace stands. Some, st- ugh, I can't talk. Stands for somewhere between Raising Hell and Amazing Grace. And
2: uh, it sounds about like us. Yeah, that's, that's, that's you a, should come to our house and, and do a podcast. I
0: saw some of the people that we mutually are right? friends with. And if you hang out with some of them, I'm down. I'm down. I'm down anyway. But I saw. Uh, God, Marcy and Stacy.
2: Oh gosh, Gumcato. I think that's how you say their name. I can't. I
0: just don't say their last um, name. Is
2: it? I always said Gumbunko, but I'm always wrong. But yes, we. I used to work with Marcy and.
0: I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I'm sorry.
2: They're good peeps. I know. I absolutely, fun. they are
0: absolutely beautiful sweethearts. Yeah. I, I love them both. I don't drink with them anymore. <laughs> Because I can't hang, yeah. and I thought that I could. Yeah. But they have put me, they have tucked me in several times, mm-hmm. it seems like. Or I've gone on way before I was supposed to. Right. But, uh, no, anytime. And y'all, Our doors are open to y'all. Anytime y'all need anything. Awesome. And, thank you. Just know, appreciate it. And uh, Trevor, before we get off here, you or your mom got anything else y'all would like to say before we get off here? Um, just have to say thank you for having us. No, you don't have to. Do that. This is this is it's all my pleasure, y'all being here. Yeah,
2: well, we appreciate it too.
0: Well, I just hope that it brings some awareness to folks. Uh, I hope that uh, you know, I hope some people hear your story. I hope they want to hear more from you, not just here, but just like I said, I think you got a hell of a story.
2: I think childhood cancer, and I appreciate you having us here for that, um, needs to be talked about, whether it be I think Trevor's it's- leukemia or these. Kids that have Ewing sarcoma and bone cancer, or um, like little Haley Holder who had radiation on her legs, and and they don't know if her legs will ever grow. She's two, you know, um, things like that. Uh, Emma has Ewing sarcoma, and I went to school with her mama, but she, the radiation burns that she had on her legs. I mean, the things that these kids go through, that pe- people have no idea.
0: See, I have no idea. It's insane, and I think so. for the majority of people. It's so traumatizing, mm-hmm. and it's so it hurts you so bad when you see it because it, it makes you feel helpless. Yeah, uh, that, that's like when some of the commercials come on for like the feeding same the you. starving oh, kids. Yeah, oh, I'm guilty mm-hmm. of turning the channel when they come on, mm-hmm. and it's because it hurts. Yeah, and I can only imagine from y'all actually having to go through it to where now it's like you know maybe I do need to look at this more. And that, it's just people being uneducated or undereducated on the subject.
2: So real quick, I know you're gonna wrap it up, but I want to tell you real quick about this. No, we can. Yeah, we can keep,
0: keep going. We keep going. I'm in no rush.
2: Paul and I, I am a documentary junkie, I am and too. I would have never said this in front of Trevor because I didn't want him to hear about the documentary. But he caught me whispering to one of the uh, child life specialists at the hospital and insisted I tell him. But anyways, I am always looking at documentaries. The other night we turned on Netflix and it just came out of nowhere. It said, lying in the house. And I thought, what is that? So I hit info and it said childhood cancer. So immediately I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch this. What was filmed in the late nineties, it said 2006. That's when it was finally released, but it was filmed in the late nineties. And you can tell by the clothes and just everything, but it's five kids, um, with childhood cancer. Three of them have leukemia. Two of them, I believe, have non-Hodgkin lymphoma. Um, if you want to see what childhood cancer looks like, watch that documentary. What's the
0: name of it again?
2: A Lion in the House. A Lion in the House. It, you be prepared. Because I told Paul, I said, I I will have a breakdown. I will, I will have my meltdown from all of this eventually. It might come out over a 30-ounce Yeti cup of vodka on a dirt road, but it's coming. And boy, if it didn't come that night because that was the realest picture that i and, and what's sad about it is in 1998 they're using the same drugs to treat leukemia as they're using to treat my son now in 2020 with leukemia so it hasn't come very far i mean it's come far but there still could be a lot more than four percent worth of funding that's put towards childhood cancer um, there's only
0: four percent four
2: percent of national funds Go to federal funds or whatever go to childhood cancer. Four percent. That's all our kids are worth to them. It's sickening. And so um, that's why there's not new treatments. There's not new drugs well, and, I, and stuff like that.
0: I hate Big Pharma mm-hmm. anyway because I don't think that they make medicine to heal.
2: No. Especially I think, cancers. So. I
0: think that they make it for you to remain sick so you always mm-hmm. have to use their I mean it's
2: population control yeah. and it's freaking money
0: and that's yeah yeah I, see I'm big I'm big into that that's why it's a
2: whole I, other
0: podcast oh yeah <laughs> uh, I, I brought, we could talk about that yeah. all all yeah. day yeah. because I I had it just it makes me it makes me mad because I, mm-hmm. I I think that there is a cure for cancer yeah I, I there's too many
2: the right people get it yeah it's, absolutely
0: there's, there, there, there's got to be I mean they found a way to do so many things that, but I I don't think it's profitable mm-hmm. for them.
2: To have a cure.
0: Yeah, I mean, but that's also like you said, that's yeah. completely different. T- that's not what this one's about.
2: But anyway, if you do want to see what it, what childhood cancer did there's no there's no clear picture. And for a a, a mom, when I keep telling all my cancer moms, do not watch it, do not watch it. And they're like, why did you why did you watch it? It's four hours. It's two two hour set, uh, sessions, and we literally watched it through, and it just sucked us in like into the couch because you want so bad to see the success story you know because my kid has leukemia you know but um yeah I just think it needs to be talked about more and so that's I'm glad
0: we were able to well I mean anytime anytime you got a, a bee in your bonnet and you got see a documentary <laughs> yeah. about anything like that that is yeah that is one thing I was not able to do anything like this in my previous job working in country radio because uh they they didn't like stuff like this they wanted everything to be happy
1: yeah
0: and uh that's just unfortunately that's not the way of the world mm-hmm. there's there's more people y'all story needs to be told some of the folks you we were talking about a while ago need to be told and if people don't put the message out there they never know mm-hmm. uh i'm just as ignorant on the majority of the stuff that you spoke on today because i've never had to experience it now you sound like a doctor I don't know what you do for a living, but you knew everything, and I'm going to guess beforehand, you probably didn't know much about... No,
2: aim. you didn't know what leukemia was. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, yeah. So, it's, it's educating people, and bringing awareness to it, like you just said, is is what this was meant for, and getting y'all's story out there, and I just hope that y'all will come back, and, you know, we can... I'm going to go and tell you, I probably can't watch that documentary.
2: Oh, it will rip you I, into shreds. I
0: probably can't. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. Yeah. I could see my fat ass <laughs> crying for four
2: hours. It was so weird because my best friend, Kylie, um, she passed away in 2016, and her thing was smiley faces, so I have a smiley face tattoo. No. Um, they were all through it. was. I swear to God, that documentary was like godsend. I don't know why. But he made sure he knew I was, like, being ripped apart, but she was everywhere. Every scene almost had a smiley face. So it was, for some reason, it was meant for me to see that documentary. I don't know if that was his way of just letting me release all my pent-up sadness or upsetness. I don't know, but... Well,
0: if you don't was- let that stuff out, because, uh, like, I, I deal with depression, and, uh, like, I went through a suicide attempt about ten years ago.
2: She committed my best friend to suicide,
0: so, yeah. I'm extremely sorry. Um, So, like, tonight we have our weekly meeting. It's called the Still Riding Sessions, to where there's people that meet here that deal with depression, that's been through suicide attempts and everything. I host it uh, usually every Wednesday or every other Wednesday. And um, that's one of the things that I tell everybody is when you feel like you've got so much on you and you just need to cry, you need to holler, you need to do something, let it out because those emotions will eat you alive. So... That documentary might have helped you mentally. It might have hurt watching it, but that breakdown and that crying and letting that emotion out instead of keeping it bottled up. That's probably one of the things that has made y'all so strong throughout this whole process. I have yet to hear anything from any of y'all that is the pity side of this. I, I, I can't believe it. Like I just It blows my mind because I've seen these families that when something like this comes along, and they're just they're not strong as y'all and they just don't have this outlook and you, you know cancer to a lot of people when they hear that word it's a death sentence y'all don't view it as that and I'm telling you that is so inspiring that it it is the coolest thing that I've seen in this studio <laughs> this coolest thing I've seen period like just it you know it's it, it's one of those man you Y'all have such a great story. There's gonna be a book wrote about y'all, a movie made, and it is gonna be so inspiring to so many people.
2: We've been told so many times we need to write a book about the 234 well, where we live.
0: <laughs> that's what I was. What I asked you while you wrote. Our crazy, but
2: yeah. I asked. What
0: I asked you while ago if you wrote.
2: Uh-uh. You know,
0: having or just like I said, just doing notes of it, this voice notes, everything of it. One day you're gonna look back on this being completely healthy in remission, all that good stuff, and you are going to realize that all this pain had a purpose. It's up to you once you get on the other side of it to put it to that purpose. But I I, I believe that that's what it is. I think all of y'all. I think mom, dad, the whole family. I think all of y'all are better people because of it because you're not letting it destroy you. And that's 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 just, dude, I can't tell you how cool that is. And cool is not even the, the word for it is <laughs> well, what's funny it's not it's not even the word for it but uh, I'm gonna let y'all get up out of here thank y'all so much for coming thank you. Uh, thank you. let me know when y'all ready to do another one uh, I want some updates okay. um y'all gonna have to keep me in a loop with everything now yeah
2: a... I don't know why the doctor hasn't called I'm fixing to
0: I know, I that's why I can see you over there already.
2: Yeah, for. I mean I've sent messages and I can't imagine not having them. I bet you have
0: aggravated the hell out of everyone at every Either doctor's I, office. And I love that about
2: you. <laughs> I just have to stay on top of things, but yeah. That um, is that is
0: the way to be. Well thank y'all so much and thank you. Um, we'll see y'all next time. All right. And thank y'all for tuning in to Politics, Religion and Whiskey, the Josh Cherry Podcast. We'll catch you next time.